Welcome. This is the Speaking of Women's Health podcast, and I'm your host, back in the Sunflower House, I'm Dr. Holly Thacker, the Executive Director of National Speaking of Women's Health. And thank you so much for joining us. Uh, This is Credible Women's Health Information. Just a reminder, it's not medical advice, but we have lots of free health information, empowering stories, recipes, uh, breaking health news, free treatment guides, uh, other podcasts, uh, video clips, and information to help you be strong, be healthy, and be in charge. So today's podcast in February, near Valentine's Day, it's near and dear to my heart. It's kind of bittersweet, like excellent chocolate. I am here with my uh, wonderful, uh, now retired nurse, Lily. And many of you, of course, have known her from her years of wonderful nursing service. And I just thought it would be good to uh, bring Lily on and have her talk a little bit about her background and her history in uh, healthcare and nursing, and then um, uh, have her give some of her farewell comments that she's given to our Women's Health Institute and Center for Specialized Women's Health and all of her beloved patients, and then talk a little bit about uh, planning for retirement and, uh, you know, the next stage in life. So welcome, Nurse Lily McKinney. How are you doing today? Hi, fine. Thanks, Dr. Thacker. I appreciate being here, too. Oh, well, we're just glad to hear your lovely voice. And and, and tell <laughs> tell our listeners a little bit about, about you and your background, your family, how you came to nursing. So I came to nursing. Uh, it was not my, I should say it was not my first choice of profession. I wanted to be an archaeologist, actually. Oh, I didn't know that. Um, yeah. And I wanted to travel a lot, but my mother became ill. She had a non-cancerous brain tumor, and it left her pretty disabled. And this was the year I graduated from high school, so I was 17. So I became like a caregiver to my mom and my younger brother and my dad, who he didn't know how to cook a thing. <laughs> so I had to learn a lot of things at 17. Um, so my husband and I got married when I was 21, And uh, when I was probably about 23 or 24, I went to LPN school because I felt the only way that I knew how to deal with my mother's issues was to know with um, certainty what the doctors were talking about and to be credible myself when I was talking to the doctors. At that point, I had worked at Metro in the pharmacy. I was a pharmacy tech. So, of course, all that knowledge from the pharmacy, I just breezed through my pharmacology. Um, Some of my fellow students would come to me to help them with pharmacology. Now, my psychology, not so great, but the pharmacology part was fun. So, when I got out of nursing school, I worked stroke rehab, which taught me a lot of things about how to deal with my mom because she'd had strokes after that. And... um, When I was about six weeks pregnant with my son, my first one, my mother passed away. So she was 52 and she passed away. But at that point, I realized that if I couldn't be an archaeologist and travel the world, I would meet patients from different backgrounds and that would bring the world to me. So um, I've been a nurse since 
like 1981. So it's been a long time. Um, I worked at Deaconess Hospital. And after I had my son, I went away on a maternity leave. And when I came back, they didn't have room on my floor for me to work stroke rehab. And they said, here's your choice, cardiology or rotate through postpartum labor and delivery and nursery. I said, well, I am not into cardiology one bit right now. So since I have a newborn, that was a perfect fit for me. So I was there for about five or six years. And then uh, I ended up going to Deacon, uh, not sorry, to Kaiser Hospital. And I learned so much there from all the other nurses and from the wonderful doctors they had. And, and it was a nice little community hospital like Deaconess was, and it was easy to bond with a lot of people. And I still have those friends from Metro to this day. I still have friends from 40 years to like, two years ago that I've met all through my nursing career. So that was, that was kind of fun. Um, and then at a point where Kaiser was starting to switch over and tra transition over, I decided I needed to cut back. And I, I've talked to my patients about this too, about what happened with my mom, you know, some of my patients, but um, I have lupus and I was just taking too much of a workload on. At that point I had two children and, um, I had a nine-year-old and a four-year-old, and or, I'm sorry, when I started at D, uh, at Kaiser, I had a nine-year-old and a four-year-old, and that was full-time, but then as they were getting older, I was putting in more hours, and I became a union steward, and I became a nursing preceptor because I love teaching, and it was just too much. It was like 60-hour weeks, and so my husband said, you, you're getting older. You have to cut back, so I came to the Cleveland Clinic to work three days a week with the wonderful Dr. Thacker. <laughs> which I've learned so much from you. I've learned so much from the patients. And like I said, because we see so many patients and I've been in women's health for so long, I just understand where they're coming from because a lot of things that they've had done to themselves, like hysterectomies I've had, you know, ablations I've had, myomectomies I've had, <laughs> tubulations I've had, C-sections, you know, all this I've had. Even the things aren't, that aren't related to female health, like knee replacements. I talk to my patients about that. I talk to them that the ones that have lupus, I talk to them about that. I say, well, this is what works for me. And I was always saying, you know, you can do it. You can do what you want to do. You just have to listen to your body's cues, rest when you need to rest, work when you need to work. So like I said, working with Dr. Thacker has afforded me to be able to do that for almost 10 years, like nine and a half years. And now this retirement is a whole new thing and I'm just getting adjusted to it, but I, you know, I can't sit still. So I've got a lot of things going right now. So, <laughs> Well, it certainly seems like it is agreeing with you. Um, do you want to go ahead and uh, uh, read us the farewell letter that you uh, so lovely wrote to your patients, which is one of our published columns. And you, of course, have published other columns on our speakingofwomenshealth.com site that I would encourage all our listeners to go to. But uh, we were all so touched by your farewell letter. Well, it was hard when I was writing this letter because I was getting all teary-eyed. And hopefully I won't do it now. But um, I felt that I needed to just tell my patients how much they meant yes. to me. See, there I go. <laughs> I can't even be, I'm like 
just me and you and I always get like this when I talk about things um but I'll, I'll go ahead and read it and hold myself together here so it's titled my farewell to the women's health institute and dr thacker i finally reached the day of retirement and it's with much regret that i leave my beloved dr thacker and all my wonderful patients and fellow nurses behind and begin a new chapter to my already rich life over the years i've had many patients that have went on this menopause journey with me and experienced the hormonal roller coaster though i have to put a little input in here i used a, a different word but roller coaster was more appropriate for the newsletters <laughs> was that h-e double toothpick yes yes it was <laughs> um so you've ha- you have all shared your stories with me and i have listened to them or and you have listened to mine you have come to know my family and i have yours i treasure each and every one of of you for the women you are and for the future you will create for yourselves. Hold on a second. I got a, I got a little tear there, but <laughs> um, as Dr. Thacker always says, be strong, be healthy and be in charge. And I was not living this. I'm going to take a break again. I was not living this the way I should have until I came to work with Dr. Thacker and saw that I can do the things that I was fearful of doing. So Um, But to go on with the letter, I know most of you have either come to our center, some fearful, some tearful, and some looking for direction to get the best options for you and your particular needs. This is always a good start to ask questions about your female health. We all know if we don't take care of ourselves and each other, we can't function as leaders of our families, basically because that is what you all are, even if you feel less like leading some days and more like just getting through the day. We all have had shouldered immense responsibilities in our lives, and some of us need a little help to deal with the day-to-day stressors of life. This is why I've always been happy to be with you, my patients, and happy to be the one you can laugh with or cry to or simply just complain about things too. I feel so honored to have gotten to know all of you and hope that I helped in some small way to make your make you feel as special as you are and with much love Lily McKinney LPN you know um I am at a point in my life where I wanted to spend more time with my grandkids yes yes you have lovely grandchildren and wonderful son and daughter and husband yes and I adore them all and all my friends like I said a multitude of friends from different hospitals that I've worked at and even all the friends that I have from the clinic there. And so uh, on a regular basis, two times a week, I'll be out of the house at least with friends having lunch or happy hour or something, something that they want to drag me to. Um, And I've signed up for a class at Tri-C, things I've wanted to do. And it's um, ancient Roman Greek history. Interesting. And, and, um, I signed up at one of our local rec centers so I can go swimming because I've been wanting to do that. But swimming is always in the morning when I'm at work. So now I can do that. And just today, um, I had donated some money to the um, earthquake uh, situation in Turkey and Syria through Doctors Without Borders. And I just found out that you can volunteer for Doctors Without Borders and not 
you know, you can do other things. You don't have to be clinical, but I'm going to see, you know, I'm, I'm going to write to them and see if there's anything I can do periodically to help them, you know, because it's a good cause that I believe in. So. Oh, that's so wonderful. So you have, have so, it sounds like you were planning ahead for your retirement. I mean, do you have some advice, you know, for our midlife women um, in terms of planning for that next phase in life? Because clearly you threw yourself into your work, your patients loved you, your physicians and coworkers uh, uh, adored you. Um, our fellows, you might want to talk a little bit about your special relationship, kind of being um, a mom, a sister, an aunt to all, and our trainees. Um so you had a very full work and family life. How, how did you set aside the time to start to think about the second phase, you know, this next phase in life? We'll be back after a quick break. Hey, quick question for you. Are you someone who wants to be fit, healthy, and happy? And what if I told you you could get your dream body by simply just listening to a podcast? I'm Josh. And I'm KG. And we're the hosts of the Fit, Healthy, and Happy podcast. Listen, we get it. Fitness isn't easy. Carbs, no carbs. Just stop, okay? It doesn't have to be that complicated. And that's why we made this podcast. We get straight to the facts so you can become your best you. So the way to check us out is click the link in the show notes or search Fit, Healthy, and Happy podcast on any of the major podcast platforms. We'll see you soon. So I started like two years ago, just thinking, okay, I'm going to try to ramp down a little bit instead of ramping up, ramp down a little bit towards retirement. And then whenever I really actually got closer to retirement and was thinking, mm, is this really what I want to do? You know, I had to have a deep conversation with myself and say, physically, yeah, I don't think that I could do what I needed to do, but there's other ways that I could help people and do things and so I gave the nurses at Cleveland Clinic and the fellows my phone number. And I'm like, anytime you need to call for help or questions or just to talk about something. So I feel like, okay. And then I looked at it as I'm going to pretend like I'm on a vacation for two weeks. Because I don't want to pretend like I'm on a vacation for the rest of my life. Because that's just not feasible for me. And then so the first two weeks, I just kind of like, laid around and, you know, did much of nothing, kind of cleaned a few cabinets out. And, you know, um, I've been experimenting, experimenting with making the best scone I can ever make <laughs> because that's one of my favorite things. And cooking, you know, because I, I love to cook and bake. That's another thing that I did a lot for uh, people and for, I baked a lot for the, the people. At yes, the you sure <laughs> did. You were really spoiling us especially during COVID when I was stressed. Uh, and I've talked to this too about with my patients, my son's a policeman. And when all this was going down with a lot of things, I'm baking because that was like a stress reliever for me. And I think the girls were kind of like, you got to cut back. We're gaining weight. We can't be. <laughs> um, but then after I, like I said, I, try to always look on the positive side of things. And I know that's hard. People think that's a Pollyanna kind of, Anna kind of attitude. But as I told my granddaughter, Rowan, I said, um, even if 10 things happened terrible in that day, but only one good thing happened, try to pull the best you can out of that one good thing. And don't let the 10 things overshadow the things that can be. And it, I'm like, you can learn to deal with things better too. 
if you try to be upbeat, it's hard. It's very hard, believe me, because I've been through a lot of uh, things in my lifetime. But I guess I'm just one of those eternal optimists that thinks, you know, if I can try and strive and do things, then I can get something done. And if it helps somebody else on, along the way, then that's all the better for me. So Yeah, that's a wonderful attitude. It's like be strong, be healthy, and and be in charge and, and, and look for those bright sunflowers in, in your life because there are going to be some, some dark clouds. And I think that's one of the reasons why you connected with so many of our patients because um, – because of your warmth and and your truly caring nature and it's wonderful that you you know shared your own you know personal um medical and women's health uh you know journey with our patients and i know the other thing that many of our patients loved is you were always mindful of how much boots and clothes weighed and you'd always take off just a couple pounds uh, with the measure measurements of weight now we're very specific on height in our center because of course we measure for any height loss for osteoporosis more than 1.5 inches of height loss in a woman could possibly mean a compression fracture so you're always very accurate on that, but you certainly have endeared yourself to so many of our patients and our staff and fellows. Tell us a little bit about your relationship with helping in the education of our specialized women's health fellows who come and work with us after their uh, initial specialty training for two years. So a lot of the fellows have become my friends and not just people that I worked with. So um, last year in February, I went, I flew down to Florida to Taryn Smith, who's one of my fellows, um, to her wedding. And I met Camille Moreno and, um, Sabrina Sani to the other fellows that were all there together. And we just had the best time. And now our fellows that have left, there's Tara Ayers and, uh, Tiffany Hockman. As a matter of fact, I was just texting Tiffany, asking her how she's doing. And I talked to Camille last night for like an hour and a half uh, because we're going to visit her in Utah because she got to know my family very personally because I've realized that a lot of these uh, fellows come from different states. They don't have their family around. And so I open my home to them. Sometimes I'll say, hey, it's Thanksgiving. If you have no place to go, you can come to my house. We can always put an extra plate on. And um, even fellows that I did not even know about, like Dr. Khan, who was a fellow of yours at one time, now Dr. Khan and I share our love of going to different restaurants and tea rooms and different kinds of things. Oh, that's great. <laughs> and uh, Dr. Heather Hirsch, I have I listened to her podcast and everything, and she just was a doll whenever I was there. Um, like I said, again, I bake for them. And if if they were having issues with boyfriends because it was long distance romance or whatever, we would just sit and talk and I would just listen actually. And they would talk because sometimes they needed that person to just be their sounding board. So, oh, so much appreciated. And um, it, it is, it's, it's important, I think, to be, you know, part of people's lives as opposed to only interacting with them at work. And I had a blast, you know, with you when we went to Dr. Fiffick's 
wedding and you brought your granddaughter Rowan as your date, which is always, you know, a fun thing to bring people. Sometimes, you know, the the men in our lives don't like to do all the things we like to do. So it's fine. Just bring your, your granddaughter or your girlfriend as uh, as your date. And uh, we're hoping that Dr. Fiffick stays on at the Cleveland Clinic. We'll see. She's interviewing around at all these top-notch places around the country. And you mentioned Dr. Smith and Dr. Sani, who are now at the Mayo Clinic in Jacksonville, and and Dr. Moreno is running the Midlife Women's Health Program at the University of Utah, and she's one of our faculty for our CME podcast for doctors and nurses and healthcare uh, clinicians, and Dr. Fiffick and Dr. Iyer are participating in some upcoming uh, town halls, which we'll have on our Speaking of Women's Health uh, com site, and everything on our website is free. The podcast is free. If you uh, want to support us at all, you can go on speakingofwomenshealth.com and hit the donate button. Uh, we've got lots of great information and recipes, and I hope, uh, I hope, Lily, that you can contribute your scone, your famous scone recipe, and other recipes. We 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 should uh, get some of your excellent baking and cooking uh, tips on our site because we we love that information. Are you planning to take any archaeology classes? I didn't know you wanted to be an archaeologist. And how touching to say how your patients will bring their experience and the world to them. And I certainly know when I see patients, I love to ask them about where their last travel or trip or vacation. And then they ask me why. And I'm like, well, I want to live vicariously through through you. So we do live through our patients. Um. So... I, I think, you know, I will. I'm just kind of feeling my way now. I think I want to go to Baldwin Wallace and check into their programs and see what they have, you know, look around. But whenever I talked about two years ago, starting on this journey about realizing I was going to retire was also when I went on my weight loss journey. Um, and I'm still on that journey. And I've talked to patients about that, too, and really support them in whatever they feel they need to do to make themselves healthier. And that was the key for me was to be healthier. It wasn't like I thought I was going to be like a runway model, right? <laughs> but it was just to be healthier. And in the meantime, during COVID, I became interested in the Turkish culture. And that's one of the things Dr. Khan and I uh, like is we both like Turkish food. So I'm learning Turkish. I know a little bit. My goal is to eventually go to Turkey and Greece, maybe next year. We have two vacations planned this year. Um, and it can, again, just, you know, continually learning and growing, you know, in life, because I found out again with my mother passing at such an early age that life is too short. And I love that saying that says you only regret the things you didn't do and not the things you did. So I'm trying not to have regrets about anything in my life. Well, it sounds like you just have such a great life perspective and and uh, great wisdom, and you're so dearly missed. And um, please know, of course, that if you get bored at all, which I don't think you're going to, uh, you know we always have an open door, and we know we're going to see you anyway, even if it's not uh, wearing your nursing uniform and your weight loss has been very impressive and certainly an inspiration to so many. And it's a hard thing. And it's something that plagues most all women at midlife and beyond and sometimes younger. And, uh, we certainly have some supportive services for weight management in our center for specialized women's health. Um, 
with Dr. Abed, who's an endocrinologist, and Dr. Patamakiel, who uh, is on her uh, maternity leave with her fourth child after three girls. They had a little boy, Matthew. So she'll be uh, joining us uh, back again after her maternity leave in a few weeks. And Dr. Khan, who you mentioned, I, d- I didn't know about your interest in uh, Turkey and Turkish foods and how, how wonderful to to donate uh, to those to the earthquake uh, and the, you know the terrible devastation that recently happened there. Dr. Khan uh, is uh, board certified in functional medicine as well as she did the two-year specialized women's health fellowship and she's been a great addition to our center and she's actually part of the faculty of the CME program on hot flashes in women. So you uh, thank you so much for joining us. Uh, I'm your host, Dr. Holly Thacker, the Executive Director of Speaking in Women's Health, and we've been joined by Nurse Lily McKinney, and I would encourage our listeners to uh, go on speakingwomenshealth.com and put in Lily McKinney. She's authored other columns uh, w- with her great uh, nursing and women's health advice, so thank you for joining us in the Sunflower House You've been listening to the Speaking of Women's Health podcast that shares credible health information to help us be strong, be healthy, and be in charge. Please visit us at speakingofwomenshealth.com and please rate us, um, follow us on wherever you follow your podcast. <laughs>